It's time for building the game. Building the game with Jason and friends. Tabletop game design. The Hello and welcome to Building the Game, a documentary podcast. Today is Monday, April 19th, and you're listening to episode 464. As always, I am your host, Jason, here today joined by our regular co-host, Julio. How's it going, my buddy? Hey, Jason. I'm doing well, doing well. Uh, Just a little tired. I got the second dose of the vaccine, and that's... It hit me pretty hard for for a day. I was actually like doing stuff throughout the day, so I shouldn't have done that. But then I took like a nap and stuff, and and I was all ready to go. So I'm ready for to do stuff and awesome, of course awesome. still be safe and wear a mask until yes. those mandates go down. But I'm doing yes. really well. Good. I get my second dose by the time this episode is out. So looking forward to that as well. But enough about us because we're on here all the time. We have an extra special guest that I'm super excited to have. Um, was not a guest that I invited. It was a guest you invited, which no one's going to believe when they hear who did. They're going to assume it was me because of my, uh, my, uh, gushing over certain board games. But, uh, today we have designer Eric Lang joining us, designer of lots of games you've heard of Marvel United, Blood Rage, and a million more. Um, how's it going, Eric? Welcome. It's going well, Jason. How are you? Very good. Very good. And uh, he pointedly didn't say hi to Julio. Hey, Julio. Yeah, yeah, hey, Eric, hey again. It's probably the, the second time the in rising week begins. that we're meeting, and we're probably meeting tomorrow too. Julio invited me because we're working on we're working on games together. Yes, um, I heard and that. He was like, he was like, hey, you want to come talk with us on a podcast? I'm like, yeah, I do. Yeah, but I now thought, the teasing you know, begins. Eric, you have experience, right? You can talk about game design, I think. So let's let's have you on the podcast. You wanted a new designer's perspective, so you thought Eric Lang definitely. <laughs> I'm gonna. I figure I'm gonna give this thing a shot. We'll see if it works out. <laughs> awesome, I, awesome. So what, I, I like. I like your odds. <laughs> so yeah, what's been going on, Eric? Like, I know you're you're always doing stuff, but what's been going on at least this week, or just in general? Uh, at least this week, or in general. So uh, I'll answer. I'll ask. I'll answer the the, the the first question. So this this week has been pretty typical week in the life. Um, I am uh, about three quarters of my day is on my consulting gigs. I have two big consulting gigs, one for Exploding Kittens and one for a video game company called Counterplay, who I have a pretty deep relationship with. So I'm making the video game with a big company that um, with people I love. And I'm working with a publisher that I really, really love um, largely on the uh, on the development team building and of which Jason and I have uh, have an adjacent relationship there, too. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And uh, we're happy to talk about that as much as we're allowed to. Um, and, uh, in my spare time, I'm designing games. So I, uh, <laughs> I'm working, I'm working with this young scrappy, um, uh, this, this young scrappy Latino designer is like, no, 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 what can we write? And, um, working on with not one, but two games. It's pretty exciting. Uh, one of which is already optioned, which is even more exciting. Yes. Uh, that is working, exciting. I, I'm basically collecting a, uh, what I've done, this is funny. So I've, I've, I've created a Pokemon collection of designers that really that either worked with or really impressed me while I was working with Simon because part of my job at Simon for three years was uh, was was designer facing right. I was sourcing games mm-hmm, for them. Mm-hmm. I met a lot of really talented people, uh, met or reinforced relationships. So now I'm making games with all the people that I love working with. Oh, that's at, cool! Uh, Very cool. And We're of course, he came in. 
he he came in and, and mentioned working together. And at the time, I was like hesitant to start working with co-designers. But you know, if if Eric came to me and he's like, "Let's do something," and I'm like, "I'm gonna get a shot," you know, one more time. Let's see, you know, what what's the worst that could happen? I want to be clear, Julio, that if you'd come to me and said Eric asked me to co-design a game and I turned one down, you would have been fired from the show right then, like just done. <laughs> like, <laughs> Hey, you don't know. Maybe maybe I don't cut it. It's quite possible. Well, at that point, I'd already met you. So I was like, no, he's like a cool because, um, you know, I I played a lot of your games. But then, you know, the first time I met you when we had the meeting, um, I was like, oh, wow, Eric is really cool and down to earth and is really, you know, like you're Julio mentioned this before the show. You're very good at taking like technical game speak and then saying, did everybody get that? Let me re-explain it. And then explaining it in a way that makes sense. Um, without even people having to ask, which is super nice because there are times when like designers will say stuff and, you know, other designers can be like, I'm afraid to say like, what is, what is it? What is he talking about when he says that? Um, so yeah. So I, that's something I very much appreciate about talking to you about design. Oh, well, thank you. Well, I, 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 very rarely being the smartest person in the room is, is a good, a good way to build that skill, right? Like that's I know what right. it's like to not, to be surrounded by people like I work with, I've worked a lot of corporate jobs, right? Like I worked on, with Facebook for a while and on oh. several jobs, like I'm not just being, like, I'm not just being false humble here, right? Like there are several times I've worked at Facebook where that was like, everybody had like IQ 200 plus. I was like easily the dumbest person in the room. <laughs> and like, there's are people who are processing like supercomputers in real time. And I'm like, like, yep, I feel dumb all the time. And I'm like, I I'm never going to do that to anybody else. Yeah. Right. Like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I should get with all, game designers. They're not that smart. <laughs> you all built algorithms that can beat humans at chess, but yeah, but I made a game, right? So, so that yeah, it's it's good practice. Yeah, and 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 for sure. I mean, you 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 know, you're definitely wouldn't say you know the not the smartest person. I mean, working for you has been definitely uh, 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 one thing that I've really enjoyed, Eric. Um, you know, one thing I've always said, you know, I like to work fast. And lately that's been kind of difficult for me, you know, have, dealing with a newborn and stuff like that. And time has been definitely crunched down a bit. But working with you has always been one of those things that we're definitely catching up with each other kind of thing. We're, we're definitely back and forth playing a good game of tennis, you know, table tennis, if, if I can say so right. Um, and, and I have really enjoyed yeah, absolutely. that. I really enjoyed that. I do too. Hopefully the, the one thing I, uh, I yeah, I, I, and I appreciate like, I too like to work fast, but with periods of reflection, I was hoping the one thing I was hoping that was like, I hope Julio's not going to mind, but I'm going to want to meditate a couple of times and just <laughs> let this sit. Um, but the, but, but yeah, when you're, when it's on, it's on, right. When it's on, yeah. just wrap it. And I, I love that you like me, you're not in love with any ideas so much that like, that you're just going to hold on to it. Like, no, nope, it doesn't matter whose idea it was. If it doesn't work, it's gone. Bye. And we just do what we do. What's fun. Uh, which is hard, right? Because when you're working on a game, especially, so you and I worked on two different games, right? And each one of us, we, we had a concrete vision, right? And it was a little lopsided as it always is, right? You had a more concrete vision for one game, I had one for the other, but you have to have an ego investment to stay true to that vision, right? You'd be like, no, I believe this is going to work. I don't want to navigate a sea of infinite possibilities. This is the vision. And yet you still have to have the humility to be like, all right, my idea didn't really serve this vision. That's cool. Mm -hmm. You can play the guitar solo on this one. I'll play it on this one, right? <laughs> yeah, and we also have the extra obstacle now. Of course, you live in Canada. We live uh, in the U.S. I live in the U.S. So a lot of the time, we're, the stuff that we're actually dealing with, we 
they are games that probably deal much much better in person and yeah and, yeah and there's definitely a lot of uh what ifs and and hypotheses you know type of deal of is, right. is this going to be the way we think it's going to be and and it's definitely more difficult but i think we can definitely work through it little by little that's right yeah instinct helps there right there's a there's a point where like you know what let's just squint let's squint and imagine and we'll be okay. we'll be okay and we don't have to publish it today right oh. no yeah i mean you're uh, you know uh, i'm definitely not in a hurry I've, I've i think hopefully i've got many years of design in front of me um but and 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 you're definitely at this point you know you're you're like, you know, I got a lot of games. What I want to uh, bring out from now on, it's going to be something that's going to be, you know, chef's kiss kind of deal. And, and I can definitely chef's respect kiss. that. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you know what? I mean, we're, we're probably not at that segment yet because there's there's going to be a point where you're going to ask me, do you have any advice for new designers? Because everybody asks that. Um, but we're hey, at that point now. where I'm like, I, I, mean, for, again, I say that for new anymore. designers. I think that, I think what you said, right? Like, like that, um, cause you were going, um, you were heading down the road of like reputation is everything. Right. And I'm like, I'm there. And I think that's important for new designers, even more than somebody like me today. Cause when I started, there were like 10 people in the whole world that designed games mm -hmm. for a living right now. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, you, you can't, you, like, you can't throw a Beyblade without hitting somebody who's got a game <laughs> design in, in progress. Right. And so um, mm -hmm. the competition's stiff. Right. There's a lot of people with a lot of ideas um, and, and a lot of good ones. Right. There's tons of good ideas. I hear good ideas every single day. Right. And but it, it's like, is what you're making special? Does it matter? And I'm like, the last thing you want to do is be the person who comes into a room and somebody goes like, oh, yeah, I know you. You make games. I don't remember any of them, but I know you just kind of make games. Mm. Right. You want to be right. I, I'd much rather you be like, oh, my God, you're the person your first game was wingspan. I don't even remember your name, but you're amazing. I know her name, but, <laughs> but like, but, but I, I think that's um, uh, like, I, I, I actually use Elizabeth Hargrave as, as a template here. Right. Cause not only cause she's amazing, but she's managing her career in a way that I wish I would have done when I started. Right. She's like, you know what? I don't need to make a game. I need to make something that's personal and special to me and hope it resonates. And, like her, every one of her games matters in that context, which is, I think that's amazing. Um, and she's sought after, right? She, everybody wants to publish her games and she says no to most people. Um, that's a great place to be. And yes, not everybody's going to make wingspan and not, and it's, it's not a hundred percent merit. There's a lot of luck and a lot of right place, right time and all that, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. But, but she had the right formula going in. She had the right attitude going in. Yeah, which is absolutely. Anyway, uh, shout, shout out to Elizabeth Hargrave. She's amazing. You should have her as a guest instead of me. <laughs> I we should have her sometime. Yes, that would be fantastic. I want to get her on though and have her talk about something that's not like wingspan, right? Like I want to get her to talk about something that like everyone else <laughs> exactly. because I'm sure she gets tired of answering all the same stuff. So like, nah, no, she, she no, she doesn't. Oh well, nope, that's great. She, I, I I watched a thing of her actually talking about wingspan recently. She's same enthusiasm before because the game is something special to her. Right. It's a personal That's awesome. thing. That's right. Awesome. You never get, there are games of mine. I never get tired of talking about because they're personal. They're, they're, they, they're special. Awesome. So Jason, what's been going on with you? I mean, uh, you're the host of the podcast, right? What's, uh, what's going on? <laughs> oh gosh. Well, as we, uh, you know, I've been busy trying to, uh, do some different design stuff. Uh, I, I design has been tough 
for a bit because of the we the kids are in homeschool right well the kids are in online school which is basically directed homeschool so it's a lot of a lot of time on my part um so i i sneak hours in the night to design and uh, some meetings during the day uh, but the big things i'm working on right now are i've got a couple games um i've got one signed that i'm working on quite a bit and then um just working to pitch some different things to some other publishers um right now working on um and then working on a couple new projects, uh, hoping to do a small game design retreat this fall uh, with my designer friends, Kelly Hoagland and Neil Roberts. Uh, once we're all vaccinated and we can all go stay in an Airbnb somewhere, the three of us, and just try and work, you know, do some really heavy lifting on a few games over the course of three or four days. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited that, about that. Is that the special game retreats where you share uh, uh, like a jacuzzi together and that kind of stuff? So <laughs> we did it last time, but... This house that Neil sent me this time does have a jacuzzi tub, so I will. I don't know if anyone else is going to join me, but I will 100% be using the jacuzzi uh, after a long day of designing. I, uh, I'm going to need some some uh, you know break, nice little rest time. So, I'm like Eric you. said, I I need to meditate on games after a while, like take a break and think about what we've done. You know, so yeah. So I'm Jason, you, what uh, I didn't hear, what I didn't hear, Jason was, hey, I'm also working on a game to pitch Eric. What's going on? Well, I, I actually, yes, I do. I do possibly have a game to show you. So yes, actually. Right. So that Kelly and I are working on that. I would love to tell you about at some point, but I'm sure I can't tell you about it right now. So well, yeah, yeah we'll do it. In pitch game. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's get back to the topic. Let's get there back is, to the there topic. Is. There he is. There back go. to games. So, so one quick thing with, with me before we go on to the, to the topic. Um, so uh, I've, uh, last time I was on the podcast, I mentioned that I was on the Zenobia Award, uh, the yeah. second phase of the thing, and and I got passed to the third phase. Um, and at this point, I'm working on a rules draft to send to them. That's kind of like a soft deadline. Uh, it's coming soon. So the game is in my head, and it's obviously a you know, historical type, uh, more complicated game. Uh, so getting er everything to, to the rules is definitely going to take a little time. It's, it's definitely doing that but but i'm excited for sure it's, it's definitely a one opportunity to work on a game that's involving my culture in puerto rico especially with people thinking of puerto rico as the board game that represents puerto rico and obviously mine is you know we're talking about 1500s so it's obviously mm -hmm. not the case either but it's definitely rooted on more history than than the other puerto rico is um so I'm, I'm really excited. And I was talking to Eric the other day about that. And it's something that is not my type of game. It definitely is it. And I will probably not do another one like this. But it is something that I always wanted to try because I wanted to learn. And and I think it's, it's a, a nice yoga stretch, huh? Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know about yoga. It's more like a um, uh, what do you call the... the CrossFit. <laughs> I like the, well, the reason I the reason I like the yoga analogy is because the first time you do any stretch in yoga, it is so painful. It is. You feel like it you're going to die. Yes. <laughs> yeah. CrossFit is probably like a, a good one too, because but CrossFit is kind of painful all the time. Every, every single oh, time I've never done CrossFit. So <laughs> neither, so, have I. And, neither have I. Oh. I yeah. No, it, I watch them like doing the stuff they do. And I'm like, no, I can't. There's no way. So, so yeah, um, and, and that's kind of, I've, I've kind of been working on that. And of course with Eric as well and some other designs. Uh, but uh, one, one thing that happened to me this week, and this kind of rolls into the topic is that I got on, on the mail, I received two prototypes on the mail from a publisher 
And I, I, I had these games under evaluation with the publisher for some time, and I didn't even receive an email or anything. So it was, it was odd that I got the game. So I figured, you know, they probably passed on them. Uh, so I just sent in an email and said, you know, uh, I, wanted me, uh, I wanted to let you know that I got the games. I, I guess I was a little surprised that I, that I didn't know you had passed on them. And if you have any feedback type of deal, you know, keep it professional. And they got back to me the same day. Oh, yeah. And they gave me like a one, two sentence feedback type of deal. But it was definitely a little, you know, uh, it was a, fat, a feel bad moment. You know, every time you get rejected, it's obviously feel bad. But this one is kind of like, oh, uh, here's the games. I didn't know it was rejected. Cool. So it was it was definitely a, a, a little negative experience in a sense. And it doesn't mean that I'm not going to work with the publisher because they've been professionals so far. And that wasn't necessarily unprofessional. Um, but yeah, that was definitely one of those things that uh, I, I didn't enjoy that experience. Um, and with that, I wanted to bring the topic. And one of the things, you know, topic. Jason, <laughs> Jason asked me, uh, you know, what, uh, we're going to do the podcast on this date. Uh, do you have any ideas? Do you want to bring somebody type of deal? And I asked Eric and he was all for it. And I specifically, Wanted to bring Eric because he's obviously in a very in, uh, unique position. Eric's been working, uh, uh, designing games for 20 plus years at this point, And he has a lot of experience uh, designing games and, and dealing with different publishers, different designers, different uh, anybody involved in the industry, right? Uh, and that also gives him a little separation space because obviously he can talk now about g- games that, he may have had uh, a negative experience 10 years ago, 15 years ago, where, where Jason, obviously, you and I, <laughs> we're working with a handful of publishers or people right. at a time. And, and it's obviously you have to, you know, walk little by little kind of thing. Don't uh, don't be too specific. But with Eric, obviously, I, I, I said, Eric, I love learning from other people's experiences especially, you know, uh, uh, negative experiences, something, maybe mistakes and stuff like that. And I think you would be the great pers- a great person to learn from that and you may have some stories to tell. And, and that's what I wanted to bring. And I think builders will enjoy that as well because I think they, there's probably a lot of situations and we, uh, Jason and I, we may come up with some questions specifically for Eric uh, that he may have something to talk about there. So yeah, we're talking about uh, negative experiences, and not only that. Some sometimes uh, how it was overcome, and something positive that came out of it. That too. So take it away, Eric. What's uh, what's your take on this? What where do you want to start? Where do I want to start? I love it. Like <laughs> it's like this, it's like all right. Here's the topic. You start. No prompt. Well, I mean, so so, so I mean, look, there, there's um. This, this sounds cliche and, and, and almost stock at this point, right? But like, if you're in a career for any period of time, especially a creative career like this one, that involves, like ours especially, that involves a lot of technical skills and a lot of soft skills, not just for, uh, um, the soft skills, not just for the, the pitching and networking cycle, but the, but the soft skills and actual, the creation of the art, um, you will end up, uh, you'll end up bruised. You're going to end up with a lot of scars, right? And um, are some of them, most of them avoidable, but in aggregate, not really, right? Like, <laughs> like you're, you're 
I don't know a single designer who's been working as long as I do who has not who doesn't have a war story that is uh, that uh, is usually takes one or two beers to get out of them, um, and, and they're boy are they compelling. Um, so I guess we can start at the point where like all right, you just gave me a beer. Um, <laughs> so, we forgot beer. Uh, so so I'm gonna I'm gonna jujitsu this on you and, and go like so AMA. What do you want to know? I'm two beers in. Wow. <laughs> um, okay. You know, okay, I'll ha- go first. Oh, go ahead. I'll go, first. go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so Eric, um, what, what, what experience did you have at one point in, in your career where it was kind of like an eye opener that maybe, uh, let's say a certain person, it can be a designer or a publisher, uh, were just, they didn't care as much about you than they were just wanted to make a, a, a buck or, or something along those lines. Um, okay. So, so to make sure I understand what, so like we're, we're, uh, an op- a situation where I felt like used, like, uh, yeah, like used that, to that'd be a good one. Oh, sure. Sure. Um, I, okay. Well, I, so, hmm. so that happens all the time, frankly, right? Like, um, all the time. Um, and that is, and that's a, uh, that's a result of, I mean, that's just a result of network dynamics, unfortunately. Right. And unfortunately it happens more often recently, of course. Right. Because right. Like 10, 15 years ago, right. Nobody knew who I was, even though I was fairly public even back then. Um, but, uh, it, it, it took like, not until about, I don't know, 20, uh, 2012, 2013, when I had a string of big box games in a row and was also really public about them um, and, and very public and open about them, that the people started associating me with those games. So then, yeah, there were several times where I would, um, where I would meet at uh, uh, a game convention, right? So uh, I'm sure you've all talked about this. Stop me if I'm being redundant here, right? There's three main game conventions that, that game designers like to go to, uh, at least for me, right? There's the gamma, tr- if you're in the hobby side of the industry, by the way, not mass. Uh, but in the hobby industry, it's right. It's the Gamma Trade Show, um, where, which I do recommend, strongly recommend. Uh, it's it's a uh, it's an okay it's in Las show. Vegas, right? uh, was in Las Vegas. Now it's in Reno. Enjoy. Um, right. it, <laughs> um, it, it's an okay show at best. For to be frank, it's an okay show at best as a publisher. But for designer, it's great because there's not a lot of traffic, and you get a lot of you get to spend time with publishers. Uh, in an environment that's not too crowded, a lot of intimate one-on-one time. Uh, and they're, it's not like Gen Con or Essen uh, in Germany where everybody's, where they're very, very consumer focused and they're just busy. They're really busy and tired and irritable and they don't want to be pitched new games. They want to be selling what they got now. Anyway, at, so at the convention like Gamma, I'm going to talk about Gamma because that's the one that, that most of my war stories come from those shows. I've been to, I don't know, 11 or 12 Gammas since... Um, and it's many times, many times, uh, a, a publisher will approach me and I'm using actual quotes here, right? With the, like, hey, Eric, when are we going to do that game together? Uh, like, uh, we're doing a game together? It's like, yeah, absolutely. I'm like, cool. Uh, what do you want to do? It's like, I want to publish one of your games. And uh, like uh, at that point, I'm like, pause, in, in internal monologue. I'm like, just, just out of curiosity, because uh, I was a little bit more of a... Uh, I was a little 
more confrontational about this back in the day. Now I just don't care. I was like, do you know, like, I'm just curious, like, do you, um, I didn't, I, I, in my head, I'm like, do you know what games I've actually published? But I, I managed to be diplomatic and go like, well, what's like, what's my favorite game? Like, what's your favorite game? What I published, right? And it's usually I'm like, you know, you know, the one with the thing, right? Like, you're awesome. I like the games you make. And uh, there's been several points where I'm like, can you name one? Like, well, you know, come on. I see what all the shows, right? Um, and like, look, I know that seems, that, 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 that seems um, it doesn't seem like a negative, right? Uh, but it is a little bit of a microaggression, right? In the sense that, like, look, um, people, especially in this industry, it's really easy to be popular for reasons other than the games you make. And at the end of the day, right, like maybe you're a loudmouth, maybe you're opinionated, but you're maybe very political. God, I'm all three of those. But, but, <laughs> but, but, but at the end of the day, right, you're a game designer, right? Your craft is your, you, you are your craft, right? Um, your legacy is your craft. You want to be working with publishers that respect you for your craft, right? You don't want to just be, you don't want to be the hot girl at the bar that people just were like, oh my God, I want like. I want that notch on my bedpost. Like, like they're, they're not in it for the right reason. They just want to work with you. Um, mm -hmm. I want to work with publishers that are as excited about the game, like that would be as excited about the game that I'm working on. If it was made by somebody else, right. Um, that are, that are, that are going to be, uh, they're going to be back and forth that value my input, but they're also going to push back and they're also going to add their own value to it. Um, yeah. I, and, I, and I, and I think maybe when they, when they even tell you no, right? When you bring a design to them and they said, no, it's not for us type of deal because they know what they're looking for. I think those would be good. Well, I'm like, thank you for your honesty. Respect plus one, right? Absolutely. Right, right. I I'm curious though, Eric, you say you want to work with publishers that would take, a, would be the same amount of excited about a design if it was from, say, Julio and I right. instead of, well, same me. Because everybody loves Julio. Let me, let me correct here, right Jason, now. and say similar. I just... Yeah. Right. Cause, cause, because, okay. because the designer is so much a part of their product. So I'm not going to say same, but similar. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So that's the reason I'm saying that is because like, I don't like, I don't see how most publishers would be just as excited because like you as a person, correct me if I'm wrong. Right. They say like, we, we like to say designers don't sell games, but like, but some designers who've been doing this long enough and their names are familiar enough do sell games right so right? I, mean, I would like, say the pedigree does sell game right absolutely right um that yeah that's fair right? yeah. and so so look like so so i don't want to discount that right there the, the uh pedigree and credibility does matter and i totally get that and i respect mm -hmm. i respect that a publisher who will respect that right we know you if you get a game by reiner knizia right you know he's not going to give you a broken game ever right like you know you could it will be mathematically balanced right? you could publish his game <laughs> And whatever he said, whatever it says on the box, right? Well, it's not even just mathematically balanced. The experience he says is going to be on the box. Right, right. It's going yeah. to deliver that, right? Um, so so right. even if you didn't develop it at all, right? You cannot mm -hmm. say that about 99% of the designers on the planet, right? So, right, so right. that And that's Reiner's pedigree. That's what he does. That's part of his work ethic, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and he's worked hard to build that reputation. So yes, for sure. If I'm buying, I mean, uh, I mean, like Reiner, like I love you, man, right? But uh, please take this in the spirit which is intended, right? Like when I'm when I'm getting a Reiner game, I'm not looking for the next like genre breaking thing, right? I'm looking for, like, I'm looking mm -hmm. for accessible, consistent, possible spiel des Yaris contender, 
right? I'm looking for, uh, I'm looking for, uh, I'm not looking for Sergeant Pepper, right? I'm looking for, um, uh, 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 why did I do Beatles? I don't know that uh, I'm not as great. <laughs> I'm looking, I'm not looking for Zeppelin. I'm not looking for Zeppelin four. I'm looking for Zeppelin two, right? Like, right. Great. You know, it's, you know, it's going to be a minimum bar of really, really right. good with standout parts to it. Uh, I'm going to give you in, endless music analogies here, but yeah. <laughs> right. Anyway. So the point is, um, yes, pedigree does sell. Games. Right. Um, however, uh, uh, no, I actually don't have, I, I, I'm, I'm a little put off by the personality selling games, right? Like I don't want to work with a publisher who only wants to work with me, the person. Right. Right. And that's, that's the thing. When I said you sell games, like I, I use Marvel United as an example, right? Like that attracted me a, because it's Marvel, but like, there are a lot of companies that put out a lot of IP games that don't interest me. But when I saw you did it and the last Marvel game that I really enjoyed Marvel Dice Masters, you were also a part of, right? Like that right. to me said, this is worth checking out because Eric makes the type of games that I enjoy. This is an IP that I enjoy. If it had been by, you know, two random designers I'd never heard of instead of um, the two of you, I, I would have, I wouldn't have been as excited about it. Right. Um, so, but that's the pedigree. That's not your name. So yeah, you're right. Right. No. So you're no, that, so nuance is important. Right. So you're actually talking about co-branding. That's, that's how I think of that. Right. So when it's player facing, when it's audience facing, yeah, I definitely think of it as co-branding and that you're correct. Right. Okay. So it's a spin master and, a game by me and a game by Andrea. So we all bring our own right, Venn right. diagram of, of credibility to the table. Yes, right. absolutely. But uh, that's a little, so sorry, when I meant pedigree, right? What uh, this is from, uh, I'm going to speak from the publisher point of view, right? I worked as a publisher for three years, right? And when I see like, and I'm going to use Reiner's example again, because I respect the hell out of him, right? I'm like the expectation that a game is going to hit a minimum bar guaranteed, right? That 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 puts Reiner at the top of the heap almost all the time, mm -hmm. right? Right. When Reiner asks me for a meeting, anytime I take that meeting because I know what he's going to give me is good. Doesn't mean I'm going right. to publish it necessarily, but I know it's. But you're going to want to play it, right? I'm going to want to try it, right? Right. Julio, you were laughing earlier about something. What were you laughing about? I want to know. <laughs> well, it had to be a you know. Of course, you saw that, and that made you, instead of, you know, I'm going to try out Marvel United. I'm going to get the base box. Of course, you had to go all in and get the 15 yes, boxes. I spent all the money on all the things. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's how much you trusted the, the pedigree there. Well, and so here's the thing, right? So what I what I don't want is a publisher that's just going to go, I want to work with you because like because the, the trip's an alarm bell for me, right? I want your right. name. I want your brand. And I'm not go like I just want to. I'll publish whatever you want, right? Um, like right, right. every designer needs every needs editorial oversight, and like I care about publishers. It's 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 mm -hmm. it is co-branding, right? I want them to add value to the table. Otherwise, why am I working with a publisher? Right, right. Like, okay. So so I want them to push. I want them to push me. Absolutely. I want, I want it to be a relationship, right? Um, a that, that, that's all good now let's go back to the negative stuff eric that was an introductory question right something to ease you into it go ahead oh okay so i'm gonna flip it on its head and instead of easing you into it i'm gonna jump into the deep end with the opposite right. question basically can you can you think of a time um that you're willing to share because i'm sure you can think of a time because we can all think of a time uh where where you 
realize that you made the mistake, right? Like the negative experience was caused because you made the the bad choice or the bad decision. Oh God, all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah all the time. Uh, yeah, 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 we're, we're, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Well, no, are you asking? Uh, I won't be specific. Are, like, are you asking? Like, is, is it more general? Like, when I made a big mistake and it cost me, or or, or like a, a big costly mistake or whatever, or or are you asking for a vignette where I was the villain of the piece? Yeah, I, I, you, I didn't want to say that, but since you said that, that one, <laughs> that is what I was thinking. Sure, sure. So uh, now uh, uh, this is a little. This is, it's not quite B roll. I've used this material before, but I've got. Uh, but, I was, but, but 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 I, um, not often, right? So a long time ago um uh and and how i can say it right so so many many moons ago i i think this was 2005 2004 long 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 time ago uh, i was working for fantasy flight right and i was i was de facto i was a contractor i was never an employee but i was like they were one of two clients i worked for right so i was a de facto an employee and i i always have very deep relationships with the publishers i work for that's very important to me um uh so uh this is, by the way, this is not where, uh, spoiler alert, right? I'm jumping ahead. I'm not, this is where I'm not a villain to the publisher. I'm a villain to the audience, right? So, all right, roll back. So, um, one, uh, so we were working on a bunch of stuff, right? That I was really excited about. One Monday morning, uh, the CEO called us all into the office, uh, all of us designers, which was all two of us, right? Uh, into the office and said, hey, we got the license for Dragon Ball Z. Right, uh, we need a board game, but we need it fast. Right, this is it's it, it, it fell on our fell on our lap. We need this fast. Um, I looked at my co designers like shrug. I don't give a rat's blank about Dragon Ball Z. Um, uh, I, I actually had watched the cartoon a couple times as a very young nephew at the time, and I watched like, geez, God, um, uh, I don't really care. Uh, but it's a big license. We're the only ones who can do it. Um, uh, he said, yeah, well, look, here's the thing. The game's got to go to the printer in Friday in two weeks. Oh, gosh. So we're like, uh, can you do it? Oh my I said, yes. Mistake number one, right? Um, uh, mistake, mistake number one, part one. Um, it's, uh, subsection one. Subsection two of mistake <laughs> number one was... I, I like I shouldn't have said yes for many reasons, but one was I didn't respect the IP, right? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and I didn't respect the deadline. So what did we do? Um, I'm gonna uh, fast forward here a little bit because to mythologize here a little bit, right? But the 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 timeline of this game was uh, my co-designer, who I will not name, uh, is a good friend of mine. I don't want to implicate him, but but my co-designer, I watched some video in the morning. In the afternoon, by by mid afternoon, we had a complete game. Um, by uh, Friday, we had play tested it once uh, with employees outside of Fantasy Flight. On Friday, it went to the, the the files went to the printer. That is the timeline of how that game went. Wow. Um, now we we knew we were only going to play test it a minimal amount of times, so we designed the game very very mathematically. Right, so we put it together in such a way that like this cannot be broken, right? What a horrible way to design a game, right? Um, but we did it that way. So um, now uh, I'm not going to speak for my co-designer because I'm sure he was more respectful. But I didn't give a, I didn't give a rat's blank about the, the the IP. 
Now, the thing that bothers me to this day, this still bothers me to this day. Um, uh, I was like, you know what? Like, look, I saw the cartoon, right? And uh, these words came out of my mouth. The cartoon's just a bunch of guys staring at each other and then a planet explodes. <laughs> like, how hard can it be to satisfy a fan of that show, right? Oh, what utter turns out <laughs> like what excerpt what what baby like like never never mind never mind the veracity of the statement right like what unbelievable disrespect right mm-hmm. um so uh anyway even even with that even having said that horrible thing right out loud i still like you know but we still got to make a good game right um anyway we rushed through it but we didn't like the, the, but just having that as a guiding not as a guiding principle but having that uh having that level of disrespect running through the project we weren't like weren't really incentivized to like like you know um i'm not a believer and you have to live eat uh live sleep and breathe the ip beforehand like but you have to respect it you've got to absorb Mm -hmm. it and you have to spend time if you don't absorb you have to spend time with people who do and you've got to make the game relatable to you on their level, even if you have to become relatable. Anyway, that, that's all preachy stuff. Um, the point is, um, we didn't do any of that. We just said, we just said, F it, right? We make a grid, just a bunch of people. Uh, I, 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 there was a point, I, I don't think this is true, but in my head, because it's funny, I remember I, I rolled on BGG. I'm like, all right, what's, what mechanic's cool? Oh, I like that. That's cool. Area enclosure, let's do that. I don't think we actually did that, but my hindsight makes me think that we did that, but we just like put a, we just put a bunch of stuff together. We like, we played it We're like, yep, this works. I'm like, all right, dude, you name these things. Cause I don't want to watch this cartoon ever again. I will spreadsheet all this out and make sure that, uh, and I will spreadsheet, I will write an Excel spreadsheet, um, to make sure that all the permutations work, that there is no, that there are no broken loose ends. So we literally designed the game by Excel. How exciting, right? Wow. Um, yeah. um, wow. Anyway, the only good thing about that product, I mean, look, the game isn't terrible, right? Um, I mean, by today's standards, it is terrible. Uh, but at the time, <laughs> those standards, it was it was playable, right? It was playable. It had a beginning, a middle, and end. It had an arc. It had like um, like there were there there were points of tension, right? If a game design student were asked to design that game in a couple of weeks, they'd probably do something similar, right? Uh, that's not mm-hmm. a diss on game design students. It's just like, it just is what it is, right? We did not really leverage our years of experience. Anyway, point is, um, uh, that game. So we we came up, we played this out once with a kid, right? We we with, with the target audience, right? The kid got like, you know, of course we, uh, in order to expedite the playtest, we guided the kid through the whole thing. We walked him through the rules. We didn't let him. Uh, we didn't let him uh, blind test. Or anything like that. We just like here it is, how it is. Here's how you get to your moment. He played his Kamehameha card, like I am on the threshold of ultimate power. Actual quote. We're like nailed it. Focus group of one loved it. Ship it. And we spend most of our time writing the rules. Right. The only good thing about that product was actually something the CEO said was like, oh, but the characters should be like really huge. Right. And that was awesome. That looked great. So the best part of the game wasn't even uh, by us. Uh, that game, that game, to this day keeps me up at night. And if I ever like, it, it's a, it's one of those checks. I have a box of it on my on my game shelf, 
right? Just looking at me, right? Like, don't you ever, ever, ever disrespect your audience again. And that was 16 uh, so yeah, that's, years ago. That was 16 <laughs> wow. years ago. That was yep. a good one. Like, that was a good story. That's, yeah, that. Okay, that is, let's um, go to the next one. Yeah. That was that was a good one. That was a good one. Now. <laughs> Julio, just come on, steamroll, <laughs> steamroll. <laughs> well, we, we only have so much time, right? Um, so what about this one? You know, contract is always something that people don't really share about. So mm -hmm. what about a time that something in a contract, like a subsection or something written in the contract, really, you know, for lack of a better word, you know, screwed you over um, in a sense? <laughs> Julio, calm down oh. with those, those cuss words. Gee. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. This is uh, sorry. I actually need to reflect here for a second because of like, uh, I, you, you, you transported me instantly to a story. Um, but I have to be, I got to be careful here. Um, <laughs> think, 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 think that's all I do. Um, okay. So here's the problem. Like your, your, uh, your listeners are really smart. And if I speak in code, they're going to connect the dots. Um, so, Okay. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to do this two truths and a lie. So I'm going to tell you the story the, the the essence of the story is accurate. The events transpired as told, but I'm going to, uh, I'm going to put in a number of absolute complete lies and fabrication just to make sure that you cannot trace this. Just make right. sure Fantastic. that the lies are not something that makes it. Wow. Is that really <laughs> it just so, makes it worse no. to some other <laughs> yeah. publisher? <laughs> Yeah. No, no, no. The, 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 what, no, what, what happened, everything, the, the essence of the story, it, 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 it if we're talking about scripture, it is essentially true. Okay. Right. I'm just going to say it in the wrong religion. Right. Okay. Uh, that's put great. It that way. Sounds good. I'm, I'm looking forward yep. to seeing that's great. That sounds like a game to and me. And if you slip, we'll cut whatever we need to cut. Don't worry about it. Sure. So, okay. Yeah. So um, at some point, 10 years in the future from now, this is how unfactual we're going to be. <laughs> um, uh, uh, I worked on a game. Uh, I was I was given a brief for a game um, that I was really excited about. It was based on an IP that I was really excited about. Um, and it was a twist that I was really excited about. Uh, I misunderstood the twist. Um, uh, I, 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 so I wrote, oh, sorry, uh, sorry, I got to bookend this. I wrote a standard contract for this, right? Uh, because because at this time I'd worked with, I hadn't worked with many publishers, right? Um and I had an attitude about contracts I have to this day. I'm not going to say this is the correct attitude. I'm not telling like kids, don't do as I say, but I'm just telling you. My attitude about contracts is I don't work with publishers that I wouldn't trust without a contract. Right. So that's it, right? So, so, so I don't pay as much attention to contracts as I should. By the way, any publishers listening to this? Yeah, now I do. <laughs> so... <laughs> So yeah, nice try. Anyway, so so um, <laughs> so I, I'd worked on a few. So I basically I used a boilerplate uh, from a contract that we've had before, right? Um, I miss. Uh, I, we all like there was there was good faith on all sides. We just we all misread it. There, there was a, there was an element of this contract that actually had it, instead of being it was a royalty contract, but the clause that was spliced in there where the work itself was work for hire and owned fully by the publisher, right? I didn't notice it. They didn't notice it because it was actually, it was spliced in from an older contract that I had. 
because I used to do work on work for hire and then I transferred over to a royalty contract. That clause mm -hmm. stayed in because it was numbered the same way as another, uh, uh, sorry, it was a C clause of, of an addendum where there was like, it was 17 A, B in the normal contract. This was a C, so it copied over, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so anyway, it was just that, nobody noticed. Big deal, right? Anyway, um, this ended up being a toxic project because uh, let us say there was middle management at this point um, that was very territorial and uh, and and um, didn't like me personally that much. Um, and they um, so they sort of I mean, they were sort of sabotaging the project by putting on um, by by adding. Uh, restrictions to the design that made it impossible for me to design a game that I thought was good. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you've heard this before, right? Like I want you to put the square peg in the round hole and I needed to make peanut butter. Right. Um, I'm like, well, <laughs> look, I look, you're getting, you're getting peanut butter. Right. Uh, anyway. So the point is uh, I, I kept pushing back against this. So like, I can't like, no, I, I don't want to, I don't want to play this game. I don't want to make this game. Uh, I made it. I made one version of the game that was really, really fun, and a lot of people liked it. But the but the the, the person didn't agree. So like, nope, we're not doing that game. Terrible. It doesn't meet the restrictions. Do the restrictions. I'm like, no, nah, I, I just don't really want to do that. Um, so then they they made it known. I'm well. He's difficult to work with. Let's just not work with them. Right. Um, so I'm like, fine. Let's just do that. Um, that's fine. I, so I said. Uh, um, I was very lazy about my advance, right? Because uh, I, I, I was very bad about that. I'd ask for my advance. So like, oh, whatever, I'll get it later. I'm like, all right, fine, I'll just take the advance. I'm like, well, this isn't a royalty contract. It's work for hire. This clause is this. Your work is owned by us. I'm like, what? No, it isn't. Like, well, yeah, we looked at your contract. That's what it is. Hmm. Uh, hmm. So, so, uh, so I lost all that work. Now, here's the thing, right? Look, you lose work all the time, right? Like every time you throw a game away, every time you throw an iteration away, uh, I was, it was, I was on principle, super annoyed, right? Because it was a fault that was not my own. Um, I will say there's a silver lining. To, no, I, there is a silver lining to this. And there was an interesting reconciliation that had nothing to do with the bad element, but I can't tell you what that is because that will identify the publisher and the whatever. So, so, so no, no there was problem. a silver lining. And and a very very uh, and some and and a uh, and a reconciliation that went above and beyond the contract that didn't have to be done. So oh, that was that was awesome, right? Uh, yeah. But uh, but I, I got screwed, right? Um, I, the, the, of course, the big the the object lesson there, of course, was right. Like um, you are not going to have chemistry with everybody you work with, right? Um, and like I said, toxic, because I truly believe that that person was toxic and I, I would never, ever work with them or any publisher that they work with again. Uh, um, uh, but, but the, that, I, I feel that strongly about it because we had really bad anti-chemistry, right? Uh, the, that's going to happen, right? To some degree, you're, you're just going to not mesh with somebody, right? For whatever reason, ego, uh, conflicting vision, whatever that may be. You don't know that going in, right? You don't know it. So that's the that's the main reason why you have to solidify that um, ownership of work and all that stuff. The, re the thing that makes it hard is there's gray area. Publishers work on your stuff. Publishers with good development teams work on your stuff. So 
when you extract, if you have to extract your game from uh, that they've done a lot of work on, ethically, you're kind of bound to not take the work that they did on it, right? Although contractually, you might be, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you, like there are pub- like publishers talk just like designers talk, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So uh, my advice is just don't. Right. That's good. Jason, you have another. Thank you so much for that one, Eric. I think you yes, did really was... well in the. I mean, I don't know what the lie was, uh, but I think. No, in fact, did... I was so enthralled. I was like, "Oh, wait, something in this wasn't true." <laughs> I wonder what that was. <laughs> do you have? Uh, I do have one last one. If you want to do one more, we'll, we'll go into overtime here, Eric. Um, yeah, if that's okay with you, Eric. I mean, it's the internet. There's as much time, so as long as you have time, we have some time. Yeah, sure. Okay, I, I knew so it. I... Like. I, these things are once you get going, it's fine. I, as, yeah. as long as you need, I'm good. Um, so I have one. I, I want to ask for a piece of advice based on that story, uh, quickly, mm-hmm. Julio, and then I'll let you ask one more question. Okay. Um, because this is so this hit home a little bit for me, and and I had a situation that was not like that, but was it made me think of the situation. Um, and I, Julio, you know mm-hmm. about the situation where I had a game signed. Um, I worked with a publisher. They signed it. I got an advance. Um. And the way the advance was set up, I got um, uh, I got a small portion of my advance, right? Um, and then we ended up doing a lot of work. Um, they did some development. I did a lot of development. And then they said, you know, this this isn't gonna this isn't gonna do what we thought it was gonna do anymore. So we're gonna give it back to you. Um, and so two things: one, they specifically said, "Listen, we will write something for you that says." They said in the contract it says you own all of our development, but we are giving it to you. It is yours no matter what. Like we we want you to have the development because you were a key part of it. So I said, okay, great. Um, but, but the big thing that ended up happening was that I did hundreds of hours probably of work. Um, that oh, was, welcome you to know, game design. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. So, so, and I was, I honestly, the thing that made me most upset about the situation was all of the development we did moved the game from what it was to what they wanted it to be. And then when it got to what they wanted it to be, they said, this isn't what we want the game to be. Um, I was like, well, this is what we did together. This is what you asked for. Um, and then they said, that's not what we want. Um, so a lot of their development work wasn't super helpful in what I wanted the game to be and what I will be then repitching to new publishers. But, but that's so I'm asking, like, I know that that can happen. Like, did, did I do something wrong there in the aspect of like, I did all this work for free? Should we be looking at contracts differently? You know, like when you talk about work for hire and stuff. Or are them just, is that just the breaks, right? And I'm comfortable with either answer. It's just that I know that I'm not the only game designer that this happened to. I know several that it's happened to, you know, personally. So I just think it's a prudent question to ask. I do have a position on this, uh, but I have to give it a caveat, right? Um, Mm -hmm. My position on this is ultra privilege, right? I've been working in the industry for a long time. I've built a a massive back catalog. I'm successful because of royalties. I do work only because I want to, not because I have to, right? So I want, I'm saying this not to humble brag, but I'm saying this to put to, to, to put this perspective. Right. Yes, of course, yes. Up, right? <laughs> um, uh, so uh, to me, that that is the breaks, and it is kind of unavoidable. Be- mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. kind of unavoidable because um, for, the, for a similar reason I was talking before, you can't anticipate what working chemistry is going to be like, right? Um, now, everybody's tolerance is different. My tolerance is extremely high, right? I never amortize my work hours ever, right? To me, it's I'm results oriented 100%, right? Mm-hmm. What's on that? 
like I care about what's I care about what's on, what's on that shelf and whatever it takes to get there. Right, right, get there, right. So some games took me years and years and years. Others took me also years, but fewer of them. Right, but <laughs> right. But if back in the day, it, this gets depressing. New designers, right? If 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 I look back to some of the older games, I'd say for FFG, right, where that games where they they sold like maybe fifteen hundred print run fifteen hundred total. Right, and I earn five percent royalty. If I amortized the design hours I put into those, right, 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 like it's it's not even minimum wage. It's it's like it's it's less than a like it, it, it's less than unemployed person's pension, right? Like, right, 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 uh, right. It, it's terrible. So, um, if you are of that mindset where you where you feel the need to amortize your your hours, you're I'm telling you, you are setting yourself up for um for heartache. Right, I'm not right. saying don't, I'm not saying don't take this career, just that is going to be a challenge for you. Um, them's the breaks is my position. Right. Um, and that's, and that's fine with me. I mean, the biggest hit for me and Julio, you can back me up on this. Like the biggest thing that I was upset about was like, this was a game I was really excited about and it was a publisher I was excited about. And, right. you know, kind of from when they signed the game to when they were going to publish it, their model and the games that they realized were going to be best for them this game just didn't fit that anymore and it, it just wasn't going to work. So it was, yeah. we got along smashingly. It was great. I, I 100% like, like I, in Julio and I've talked to this on the show a lot too, not even just Julio, but in general, like my goal as a game designer is to put out more games because I enjoy making games that people can have fun experiences with and getting paid for that is an awesome bonus. And when I first started this, I was like, I'm never going to make any money at this. And then like, Oh, now I've actually made money at this. And like, this is like become an income stream and that's really cool. Um, but I also wanted to know, like from somebody with your experience level, like was I doing something wrong there in the fact of like, basically I did hundreds of hours of work for free. Um, right. And, and, and the thing I think that hurts most about it, other than the whole idea of that, I just wanted them to do the game because I really wanted to do a game with them was that now I've done all that work and I can't really even use it because that game right. went in a direction that I don't think is actually sellable with someone else. Right. I kind of am in love with the original small design that they bought, that they were excited about before their model right. changed. So the, so, so, so the only, I, I, so I'm not going to say you did anything wrong. Right. Uh, there, there are, you may have lacked a few tools, right? So, so I, I so, sorry, let me, I was going to give you this music industry analogy. Uh, uh, so my background is, is a musician, right? So, and there's so many parallels here between how the music industry works and where the game industry should be. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, well, well, not should be, where it would be if it was a little bit more mature as a, uh, as, as an industry. But anyway, mm -hmm. uh, I actually got some practical tools here for you. So, so there are red flags that you could probably could have caught, right? Um, if, if you, if you were aware of it. Uh, one of them is the exploitation red flag, right? The bad faith exploitation. And that's a, it's, it's subtle, but there's some cues you can look for, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, so what I mean by that specifically, the publisher is like, you know what? They don't respect your time. They're like, well, you know what? F I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> Beep it. Um, <laughs> like, you know what? Let's, let's, let's just let them experiment. Like, like, let's let them essentially make a bunch of, do a bunch of experiments and, We'll see. We'll we'll, we'll do. Uh, I don't know what I want, but I don't. I'll see it. Right. It's not malevolent, right, right. but it's definitely bad faith. Right. And it is exploited. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You can do so. You can spot that the same way uh, using a lot of the same tools. You can spot a sea lion in a uh, in in an internet uh, conversation thread. 
I have to explain what a sea lion is because that, I was going to uh, say like a real sea lion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is, this is, yeah. I, so, so yeah. Welcome, welcome to life in the public space. So uh, <laughs> I, I've, I've, I know how, God, I, I know way too much crap about how social media discourse works, but oh, so I, bet. Very, I bet you do. <laughs> it's a very, very particular type of trolling technique. The reason why we call it sea lion is because it's very, very specific and I have to explain it. So it, it's basically somebody who is not interested in uh, who wants to start an argument with you, who's intelligent and, and ha who has a lot of good, who has a lot of debating tools, but they're not interested in having a discussion with you. They are very specifically only interested in exhausting you. So what they will do, okay. right? So, right. Uh, for example, if you don't mind, uh, this is useful, by the way, I know this sounds like not gaming, but I, trust me, this is useful. I'm not going to stop you. I'm not going to stop you. I'm okay. going to see a line you for, oh, for a little bit, Julio, if you don't mind, as an example, right? <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so, Julio, just make a claim, any kind of claim. <laughs> um, Puerto Ricans are beautiful. I see. So, so you're saying that uh, you're saying that white people are ugly. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that because Puerto Ricans are a mix. It's a mixed race. You, we've got you know cool. we've we've got uh, black people, we've got white people, we've got uh, brown people all over the place. Do you have any data to back that up? Um, I can look for it, but I don't have it in my hand. Please right do. Now. <laughs> okay. Right. Anyway, it starts. So, so the point is, that it's a, it's a very, oh. very specific. Sorry, I'm sorry for doing that to you, but, the, but, <laughs> but uh, okay. it's, it's, it's better experienced than explained. It's a very specific technique uh, that basically turns you into a Turing machine, right? Which is a, what, like, which is a, a, a yeah, right? yeah. Right, a human replicant that that only mm -hmm. answers questions with questions, but very specific types of questions. It is there to ask that to put the burden, to ask burdensome questions that cause you to do a whole bunch of work, and then once you once you deliver, will then uh, tangent you into another bunch of work. Now, yep. the reason I'm the reason I bring this up that type that technique is uh, that's a very very common bad faith technique and by the way once you recognize that your internet life will get a hell of a lot better because you will get out of conversations oh, yeah. that yeah. you never should have been in, in the first place yep no um, i've i've seen that happen many times especially on facebook so yes right. i'm sure well, on twitter as well it's but... called sea lioning so uh, you can you can even say uh, bye sea lion right and anyway yeah, so, i'll just start posting that, that a pic of a sea lion and then ditching the the so, There's a yeah. cartoon that it's based on, but it doesn't matter. So, so the reason, the reason I'm telling you this, uh, when you are having a conversation with a business partner and they use sea lion sea te lioning techniques on you, where like if you if if you know you're asking them for feedback, right, right, and you get more stuff like, well, what do you think, right, or um, or they'll say like, mm -hmm. hey, and they lead you down to evaluating your own work, and they just only ask you open ended questions. And they never actually give you their own position. You can't nail them down to position. All they do right, is ask right. you to come back with more stuff. That's usually a sign that they're interested in you experimenting on your own dime, right? Um, right, right. One of the, now, um, uh, a good way to cut through that is, hey, this sounds like game development. I'm happy to do it, but developers usually get paid a get paid a consulting a consulting fee. I have done this in the past where I've done games. Uh, for a publisher, uh, usually smaller publisher, and said like, "Sure, I'll do I'll do development for you as well," but like I have a team, I have a, I have my own developer that works with me on subcontract. Oh, nice! Uh, right, yeah, you pay for them, right? Um, mm -hmm. Right, right, and that usually like if if they are interested in that good faith, right? They'll be, their answer will be like, "Oh yeah, hell, sure, 
or or at least they'll try to negotiate you on that. But if like, oh no, no, right, this right. is not actually development, this is actually design, then there's there's a potential that it's gonna be bad faith, right? Right, right. Um look, this isn't like you have to use your judgment here, right? I'm not mm -hmm. I'm not giving you a, a, a rock solid rubric, but that happens, right? Uh, other mm -hmm. red flags yeah. you can look for. Um, and it's not only exploitative, right? There's also the 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 client from hell, right? Which is the I don't know what I want, but I know what I'll see it. And you can use oh, a lot of similar oh, that's techniques, the worst. right? Yeah, yeah, right. Because all you have to do, uh, like the literally, you just have to nail them down to an opinion. But I also um, you can't always do that. But I use the rule of three. The rule of three is, uh, um, the, the, sorry, I jumped ahead. Those clients usually have stealth mandates, right? No, no, I want you to make whatever game you want. There's actually a stealth mandate right. in there. You don't right. know what it is. What it is, what you need to do is you need to get them to talk about what they like in games or what they or, or uh, get them to have a casual conversation about games. Listen to anything that is repeated three times in that conversation. If they repeat, even or among several conversations, if they repeat it three times, it's a mandate. It doesn't matter what they say. That's my rule. I found that to be true, and I've I've lost many an hour to that. Um, my, my friend Kevin Wilson and I actually sort of developed that rule together because we, um, uh, we, we, we heard that a lot, right? Uh, we, we got that a lot. We're like, is that the third time? Yep, that's a mandate. It's a mandate now. Just just put it in. That That's really that's really good. I really like that one because, yeah. again, it, it, it is definitely subtle. Uh, and, and you have to it's very keep an eye on that kind of stuff. And they don't like, mean mm -hmm. it, right? Like, it's, this is one of those, like, it's, it's psychological, right? They don't, like, they don't think they're giving you a mandate they really are right and that, right, so right. this is right and this is the the problem and like i i absolutely do not i do not condone patronizing or being condescending to clients but having said that um not clients often don't know what they want right they usually like i just want to make a game with you or, or and by the way this is only of course talking about commissioning a game right we want you to do mm -hmm. game but yes yeah, yes very often and especially in this industry uh clients are creatives right they have their own ideas right um, I, I, to me, do whatever game you want is actually a yellow flag, right? I'll be like, well, hold right, on, right. let's have a conversation. Let's talk about the IP. Let's, let's debate, right? Let's just be fanboys and just debate this IP a little bit. And then I just listen. I listen for, I, I listen for stuff they get passionate about, stuff they don't care about. And, mm -hmm. um, here's a technique that, uh, this, this is a stealth technique of mine. I'm giving a little bit away, but I actually, um, I actually become contrarian for no reason just to see what they push back on right right like like yeah <laughs> yeah uh, no uh, like no spider-man's totally the best hero i'm like you yeah i don't know i think iron man's just i, I think iron man's just a more believable character right just wait to see, like well, are they gonna defend that or are they just gonna be like ah you're probably right right they, they, they didn't actually care they were just saying stuff to say stuff right 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 or or that's also a possibility that like oh wait a minute now they're just managing you and that they're just telling you what you want to hear, right? That's nothing. Anyway, right, right. Look, I could go, right. I could go on for this for hours. Yeah, right? yeah. One, like, well, I, one last I wanna, one. Let's just... Julio, let me say one thing real quick, just because I want to make sure that is awesome advice, and I appreciate that. Uh, because some builders, which was what we call our listeners, speaking of defining terms, um, if if some of the builders may know which publisher I was talking about, I want to be clear that everything you described, they did not do. Um, the biggest, you know, their biggest sure. sin was buying a game and then realizing they needed it to be a completely different game um, and sure. trying to, rather than saying, let's just do a different game. Let's do something that fits this. They said, let's try and make this right. game fit this shoe. And it didn't. 
So sorry, yes. there's one there's there's one other point here that I do want to bring up because this 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 is a good faith this is a good faith issue. It's a good faith red flag, and you this is almost undetectable, right? There's very often what a client asks you. For, so often a client will say, "I want a game about this," right? And then they'll tell you they'll prescribe they'll give you prescriptive feedback, right? I want to I want I want it to contain this and this and this. Often, very often, because the client is not a designer themselves, or when they are good luck, but because they're not a designer themselves, um, their their prescriptive feedback usually is at cross purposes or not, or, or, or at least dissonant with what they want to accomplish. So mm-hmm. um, they base some, sometimes you need to just do a theory, a theory craft round, just like, Hey, I'm going to yes. And your idea. And then here, let's theory craft this out and oh, right, let course. them discover why it doesn't work. Yes, yes, right? yes. Um, that helps. That helps sometimes, right? But you have to. You got to be good on your feet, right? Not everybody right. is, right? You got to be good. Good news for that is, I actually my other job is I'm a development coach for people. So yes, that is yeah, that is a great coaching tactic and getting people Absolutely. to realize yeah. So yeah, yes. But sometimes it is undetectable. Sometimes it's undetectable. We thought we wanted this game. We had no idea how this game actually plays. Um, right now there's a technique you can use a little bit, right? If there are anal, if there's something analogous to a game like that, right? You can bring that up as an example, get them to talk about it, right? Like I want a game like this. This is where having a good light, a good litany of games for yourself, you as like builders out there, you should, right? You, you, I mean, know your market, right? You don't have to know every single worker placement game that ever came out, but, but, but know the influential ones, know the milestone games at least, Right. Use that knowledge. Right. And, and then like somebody will say like, oh, I really I like, you know, what I love I love dungeon crawl games like I want a dungeon crawl has no luck. It's really cool. It's all strategic. You can plan your way through it. Like, and you're like, OK, that's Gloomhaven. So what do you think about Gloomhaven? Right. Right. And they'll be like, oh, God, I hate Gloomhaven. Like, well, OK, <laughs> what you I want, got bad news. <laughs> what you asked for Gloomhaven. So let's talk about what you really want. Right. And you got to have to be their therapist for a while. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. This stuff, Eric. Uh, All right, Julio's head is going to explode if you don't let him ask the next question. (laughs) No, no worries, no worries. Again, I think the builders are enjoying this as much as we are. So, uh, and if not, we still did. So I'm happy. (laughs) No, they. I guarantee you, they are. Um, So one last one. Then we have to go to a pitch real quick. Um, Yes. Is so I open. I started with an open-ended question. I'm going to end with one as well. Um, So Eric. Has there ever been an experience that's been so bad that if you've considered, I'm done, I may be done here, uh, something yeah. that's just pushed you over the edge of it? <sighs> I have to ask you a question. <laughs> yes. How long do we have? <laughs> as, as long as you want. Yep. The answer is not only one. The answer is about a dozen. Okay. Uh, maybe I guess, I guess my question is much. really... My question is really elaborate, really. <laughs> can you can you talk about one? Yes. Um, yep. And so let me go back. Um, let me go back in time. So I will. One thing I do want to say. I'm going to start positive. Um, recently, like last six or seven years. Nope, never. Uh, let's, uh, because I mean, again, this is privilege talking, right? Like I, I mean, I've been in a position where basically I just get to do what I want, right? I got to like. Even when I was working at CMON, right? Especially when I was working at CMON, I took a job because I wanted to, and they let me do what I want, right? Mm-hmm. Like, right. like that's a, like least corporate corporate job I ever had, right? So uh, that's an example of like the 
yeah, the last six, seven years, like, no, no, except I, I burned myself out because I committed to too much stuff, right? Mm. And I needed, uh, I needed a, a, a reset. That was the only issue. That was all self-inflicted. Um, the, uh, now, let's go back in time. Uh, picture it, Sicily, 1942. <laughs> oh. um, uh, no, I actually get to, I'm going to name names here because this studio isn't around, and I'm glad they're not um, um, anymore. So um, 90, I believe, sorry, 90, um, 2009, 2008, something like that. Um, I took a break from, uh, uh, I took a break from board games, um, organically because I started, um, uh, cause Facebook, uh, Facebook was around and they, and Zynga, you, do you remember Zynga? Um, oh, yeah. Zynga, mm-hmm. uh, Zynga studio, uh, they're not the object of the story. They, 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 they created a bunch, they, they revolutionized games in, by creating what, uh, you ready for this hot take? The most important game of the century. I know Farmville. what it is. Farmville. Yep. <laughs> by far the most important game of the century. And I can, I can talk for an hour about why I think it is the most important game of the century, but um, you may it's, not. it's, it's a, it's an awful game, but, but in my opinion, it's like awful, ethically awful, many things, but still the most important game of the century. Um, they, they exploded the space, right. And ev- like, and, and of course, like a hundred thousand publishers wanted to be Farmville. Right. Anyway, I saw Farmville and then I saw Yoville and I saw other games that, that were sort of more experimental indie. I looked at that and my head exploded. Like, I was like, oh my God, this space is amazing. I, I can, can you imagine what you can do here? Uh, like I can make, I can make these sort of tabletop like experiences that you play with anybody on your social graph. You can play hundreds of players at a time. All the restrictions of board games are gone. Like it's a boom, right? I can't believe this. So, I, I was put in touch with um, some sort of type A uh, studio people um, that were like, like, yeah, tell us about what you're interested in working on. And I told, I gave them my manifesto for what Facebook as a platform can do to elevate gaming. They're like, wow, amazing. Right. And so let's, let's do that. Now, um, this is, this is, this isn't even like video game bad. This is tech bro bad. Right. <laughs> like, um, like the, essentially what I'm, um, these type of studios, the type of studios that were interested in these type of games, they were generally, uh, and I want to put it charitably, um, uh, um, <sighs> vacuous, empty, barely human simulacra, um, <laughs> that um run on algorithms um and are just past uncanny valley and appear to be human that is the charitable <laughs> way of looking at that right there are a lot of good people right a lot of, and, and, and plenty of them are good people <laughs> um yeah. uh but they're good people at ground level levels anyway um the the, the reason I, the reason I'm, I'm putting a fine point on this and and, and a hostile point on this uh, these are people who don't like games. They don't like games. They don't respect games. They don't respect gamers. They don't respect play. What they respect is monetization, right? Yep. They respect. Money, they respect. Show me money. What, so, so uh, this is important. Uh, is important detail here that matters. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but Farmville is actually a ripoff of a of a Chinese game. Um, that uh, I don't. God, oh. I don't remember the name. It was a Chinese indie, independent developer game. Zynga ripped them off, and they perfected the monetization model. Um, and they, they um, now the Chinese company wasn't, they were no angels, right? They, they, 
they, they were really good at creating uh, a monetization model that was based on obligation, regret, and fear of missing out. They perfected that, right? They, um, their game, they had no game designers. There's no such thing. They only used behavioral psychologists and, uh, and psychotherapists, right? Uh, literally to, uh, they, they had them working on their teams to figure out, to figure out human weaknesses, behavioral weaknesses, and how to exploit them. That's every point of monetization. The game was a skin that they put on top of that. You probably heard the expression, Facebook games are Skinner boxes. They absolutely are. They were literally designed after Skinner boxes. Uh, Skinner boxes being, uh, sorry, uh, um, being the uh, uh, Professor Skinner. I don't remember his first name. Um, uh, I'm sure one of I'm sure one of your builders do. Um, it was the one that he perfected the. Um, he perfected the, the the rat experiment, right? The the Pavlovian rat experiment, where mm-hmm. they would get mm-hmm. them to touch certain buttons and get certain uh, and create out um, a certain type of behavior, and then perfected um, how to, the basically were allowed them to in in is is mad imagination was able to like I can control every movement of this rat by putting him through a perfectly designed Skinner box, the perfectly designed box that will let we literally mind control him by giving him the right inputs and outputs right anyway that's what skinner box is that's a cynical look at that but it's true uh those people anyway so um indeed so uh anyway i i naively worked for this company because i'm like i want to make games i want to change the world i'm going to be amazing right and they did a really good job of pretending to be human and um and uh they were excited by my ideas but what they really wanted was Farmville, right? They wanted Farmville exactly. And so, of course, I didn't know this, right? I didn't know about the rule of three. I didn't know about stealth mandates. I didn't have the tools to deal with any of that. I was like, well, a lot of really smart people. Let's do this. So I, uh, I, I, I as I was working, uh, I was working for them. Uh, uh, so this is, uh, this is still the honeymoon period. This is still the good part, right? I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm uh, the the my my onboarding process for them was essentially a series of like uh, of of reverse engineering Farmville right uh, like well how does it tick let's just figure out how it ticks right and I'm like oh okay I, of course that should have been my red flag no it wasn't um, I'm gonna spare you the ugly details because it's not that interesting the process of from from there to six months from there was me writing about sixteen full game design and technical design documents. For those of you who work in video games, like a game design document is a literal transcribing of every single mechanic, UI, uh, and uh, user experience, mm-hmm. user interface uh, model, both graphically and visually, um, in such a way that somebody who was never exposed to the game, that you could hand this off, because back then there was no agile development, right? In a way, such a way that you could hand it off to an engineering team blind and have them build this machine. Uh, have them build this game without ever having to reference you. It had to be that specific, right? And that complete. Um, I wrote about 16 game design documents, um, each one closer and closer and closer to an exact clone of Farmville. And I did, and I realized after six months, they just want me to change the skin. All I could have done in five minutes was go, oh, okay, I could have just gone to the source and figured out, like, uh, oh, I could have just called fucking Fearville, right? And sorry. <laughs> Beerville, <laughs> yes. right? I, I could again. We're, I, at this I, point, we're five beers in, right? Six beers right? in, so, so you can see. <laughs> I could have just changed the name. I could have just changed the name and then like, like, bang! Here you go. But I was sucked in. I was sucked in by the promise of blah blah blah. Anyway, I worked on these games for two years. 
right? Uh, designing all these games that never that never got published. So now here's the problem, right? They paid me very, very well, right? They paid me video game money. Um, the difference between video game money and um, and hobby game money is is a lot, right? And so like they paid me. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to divulge actual numbers, right? But let's say, for example, like uh, the royalties I make on any game that was published before 2010, it, in lifetime, they paid me by per month just wow. to work on this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Now, now, don't, 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 wow, well, yeah, right? Like to, before 2010, there were those privileges. I would push you, that's Eric. Say, yeah, that's talk fair. about that's numbers. Fair. Talk about numbers. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't, I can't really, right? I, 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 okay. I can't, well, that's that's right, fair. Right. Yeah. Julio, leave him alone. Right. Okay. Right. Let, let's put it this way. Let's say, let's say let's say more than five thousand a month, right? Okay. Um, uh, I'll accept that. Say significantly more than that, but 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 um, the point is the, the the point is so that I mean now there was a point somewhere in there where I was like I'm never going to be able to create a good game here. Um, however, I'm now at a point where one year in I was I, I that bought me my financial freedom. I was out of debt. Uh, I was out of debt, and, and after tax, I had savings for the first time in my life. I was like, uh, "Can I endure this for another year? Uh, two years, three years? Let's do it, right?" And I, I literally made myself a Faustian bargain, right? I'm like, "I'm like, well, maybe, I, maybe I can change them, right? Like, uh, maybe it's not so <laughs> bad, right? It's not going to change me anyway." So, point is, I worked for them for my plan was to work for another three years, right? Um, I lasted one year. Um, and at the end of one year, this was the what I, I very much remember. It was one specific conversation after game design document number 40, whatever. Um, they kept hiring. This was a studio that, that only did design. They only, this is a game, video game development studio that only did paper design. And they would hire in engineers because they'd outsource them because they heard, oh, Indonesia is a place you, that's cheap. So that's where you go. So they cheaped out and hired, um, uh, not, there's nothing against Indonesia. There's a lot of really brilliant engineers that work there, but they went cheap, right? Right, right. So they were like, I always want cheap out. So uh, they, they they would bring people in. The word, they, were, they were terrible. They had no idea what they were doing, right? But they they had one salesman who sounded smart in a room, right? He spoke he, he spoke corporate douchebag speak. And they, they right? <laughs> um, by the way, by the way, builders, do me a favor. Buy yourself a book called the Ten Day MBA, right? Um, uh, it, it's it's a four hundred page book. Read every, read devour every sentence. It, it's not going to give you a full MBA in ten days, but what it will do is it will it will uh, it will give you the tools to deal with any um, any vacuous, uh, ill informed person who just happens to speak mm-hmm. marketing, and will right. disarm all of their tricks on you, right? Like somebody like, cause there are a lot of people you get bamboozled by that sound really smart, but are actually really vacuous. This will help you mm-hmm. decode all their BS. Um, I read that by the way, on my vacation after that show, but so, so, um, <laughs> but these people, but these people clearly, they, they were exactly smart enough to fool people who don't know anything about the craft. Right. Um, and so the point was they, they, uh, I was, I finally worked on a game that wasn't awful. It was like it was it was just mediocre. I was so happy, right? It's <laughs> mediocre. It's playable. <laughs> they hired an engineering team, and on that call, the engineering team, they, they, 
They gave the engineering team a week to prepare. They, they showed up and none of them had read any part of the document at all, whatsoever. And then uh, one of them forgot, turned off their Bluetooth, uh, forgot to turn off their Bluetooth as he was talking to his friend, uh, yelling at him if they, uh, if they had, uh, ask, asking if they had deposited their, um, uh, their junior developers, their, their junior developers' uh, weekly contractual pay, which was seven times what I was making. Wow. Um, That's for the, the contractor. This was for the, this was for the dude. No, this was, no, no. This was the junior developer oh, from the um, company who didn't do for. any of their homework and worked maybe 10 minutes a day. Um, and the, the, these guys hired and I literally got, a, I, I literally stood up in the middle of the meeting, said, I really have to sh turned off the Bluetooth. <laughs> And that was the last meeting I ever did. <laughs> um, wow. After that, wow. I told them, after that, I told, um, after that, they're, uh, to their credit, their executive producer forced me to go on, they said, you're going on vacation for two weeks. Don't work for two weeks. Here's a one-way ticket to Singapore. Um, and that, that does tail into some of my other apologies, uh, but here's a, here's a, just go to Singapore for two weeks. Go, 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 go. Don't, um, I did, but when I got back, I just resigned. Um, and so anyway, the point Ooh. was, uh, yeah, that, that, so, um, I have, I still, to this day have PTSD from that. I enjoyed gaming so little, uh, during that period. Like I, I, I lived in uh, a small town that was surrounded by gamers. They like, there would be people coming to me asking me, Hey, you want to play a game? And I would recoil. Like my, 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 my physical reaction would be to recoil. God, no anything else like i'm like oh my god i hate games that's horrible right. so i literally just took a sabbatical and just did nothing for a while like i just uh i moved the sabbaticals three weeks um uh, uh wow. after i was after i resigned i went back to singapore because i loved it there and i just ate like i just went i walked around and ate food while i was in singapore i got a call from ffg and said that they had the star wars license and would love me to work on a card game I'm like, I'm back, baby! Right, and that was it. So that was the, that was the, that's the that's wow. the that's the coda to that story, the the uplifting coda. But but right. I did very like, several times in Singapore. I'm like, I thought about other careers. Like maybe I'll get back into music. Maybe I'll get into law. Maybe I'll uh, oh, what's this ten day MBA? Like I can be a I, I can be a like a con a confidence man too, right? Like, um, wow. But now having said all of that, right. Having said all of that, um, those two years, I still met a lot of really good people. I still have a lot of friends, by the way, from the studio. So I don't want to disparage everybody. I still have good friends there. Um, uh, but the studio's trash garbage. I'm glad they're gone. Um, but the um, uh, that studio bought me my financial freedom. And the thing that, um, what that did, it put me in a place where I could design games like, I mean, look, I didn't have enough to retire on. I wasn't rich or anything by any means, but right, I, could right. go a, I could go a year without working, right? And that that headspace is extremely valuable because I can work on a game. I can do nothing but work on a number of games and not care, right, about the timeline. I'm going to work on these until they're perfect. That's why Star Wars turned out as great as it did. Then I worked on Warhammer. It turned out as great as it did. I just gave myself the time. Right. Mm -hmm. And at that point I was like, oh, now I'm on a roll. These games are generating royalties. I'm back in that privileged position. 
And at that point, I'm like, screw this. I'm only going to work on games that I can take the time on. So mm -hmm. that right, is what that, it is. That obviously is it's a it's obviously a very bad experience. But it sounds to me like it was like uh, a one you sold your soul for one year, and, it, it's, and something good came out of it. Not always the case, right. but right. Well, but it sounds like that was the case there. <laughs> what's amazing to me is. Um, your description of working for that year there, I worked for almost 20 years in the mortgage industry, um, in, in technology, in the mortgage industry. Um, in, I, I mean, I, you talk about PTSD and I, I still on the regular have, um, like nightmares, like, or very, very vivid, awful dreams, uh, about being either and having deadlines and having things to do and, it was everything you described. And, you know, for, for me, it was like, I worked there for so long and it was like, pay was garbage and everything. And I finally got to a point where like, I was leading a division of people. I was getting paid very well. And I was like, this is the best this is ever going to be. And I hate coming to work every day. Like, this is stupid. And we were in a privileged enough position with my wife having a good job that I, I walked. I mean, I literally just one Monday went in and said, I'm done. And I quit. Um, and, right. and I started but doing like, like, yeah, I worked with coaching. Oh, you got some games. financial freedom, right? Yes, yeah. that's the thing. Is like, I mean, right. sadly, the first you know fifteen of those twenty years was no financial freedom <laughs> at all. Right. But the last so, years, yes, that helped. So I so get where you're coming. Problem, right? There's an analogy here that I'm going to use. It's probably a little terrible, but but maybe apt. Right? Essentially, what we did was we took steroids. Right? We <laughs> yeah. like we are we are athletes of our craft. We just took steroids for a little while, and and yes. Those steroids got us into a bracket. That's great, but 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 steroids are addictive and they can destroy you, right? Yeah. Like yep. Uh, like I I I in like I involuntarily PTSD'd my way out of that job, but it could have gone way worse. I could have tried to stay mm -hmm. longer. If you have an mm -hmm. addictive personality, you can't get out. If you have uh, if you have unresolved trauma after that, like I'm not telling you. Like I don't want to. I don't want the the takeaway for this to be like builders sell your soul for financial freedom, <laughs> right? Right, 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 right. Like, like check yourself. Right. But, um, uh, but yeah, absolutely. Um, I have another story and I know we're running out of time. Um, but this, this one, I promise you is not as long. Um, <laughs> time went off the window yeah. a, a while ago. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Let's see, see when you're a game designer, you get to write your own damn rules. Um, yes. <laughs> um, right. no, this one's way, this one's way shorter. Uh, and this is, again, I'm going to be very careful here. Um, because, um, well, you think about that, yeah, uh, just this, so you know, builders, sorry. uh, we do not endorse steroids in any way. <laughs> <laughs> Drugs are bad. Yeah, please, please do not. Um, we don't enjoy steroids or financial freedom. No, I mean, <laughs> right. or selling your soul to be frank. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's okay. also bad. Yes. Don't do that. I, want, I need to be very careful because uh, the person I'm talking about works in this industry. Um, so uh, I'm going to, I'm going to inject lies in here again. Um, so I, um, uh, I did almost quit um, the industry uh, working on a game um uh for uh for a now defunct publisher um that uh uh th that that had another one of these people right um now this person's different this person was actually on staff and they saw themselves as a designer right um and so they they were against anybody else 
working for that, like, like that publisher making mm. any outside deals that then they work with me. Right. And of course, like they, they were very, very threatened. Right. But they, they had the demeanor of, uh, they had that sort of duplicitous demeanor of somebody like, like, like they'll agree with you to your face and then like undermine you in the background. Right. Mm. Um, so, <clears throat> so I worked on a project, um, I worked on a project where they, where they were my evaluator and, uh, the, the, um, and they, they didn't do, they didn't run me through the gauntlet of bad stuff, but what they did was they, like they did what I learned later to be so many dirty tricks, um, to, to, um, make the game look as bad as possible for, uh, for the decision maker at that publisher. Mm. Um, and to undermine me uh, as much as possible, me personally, right? Uh, to a point where that publisher started repeating the, uh, the the lies that they were told about me, right? So it ended up being really, really abusive and stuff. Um, anyway, point was, um, uh, I got wind of this after a while. And I didn't get wind of this until they, I saw them do it to somebody else, right? Wow. Um, uh, and then I saw them do it to somebody else. I'm like, oh, well... Um, uh, it was the only time I broke a contract. I said, uh, I'm not, we're done. I'm not working on this. Um, sorry, I'm out. Um, and, uh, and this is the only time where I was like, well, if, if this is like, uh, I know that, so we live in a very tight industry, right? Um, yeah, and sure. this is, so, uh, I'm going to talk about Max Temkin from Card Against Humanity for a while. He was not the person in this example. Um, but he's, he, he's, uh, Orbit's like Max Temkin is a, is a horrible person, which I'm like, like I wrote an entire social media post called fuck Max Temkin. So like, like I'm on record for this guy. This is a terrible person, abusive, terrible, uh, awful. Uh, um, in every way, like, uh, like in business and, uh, and, and, uh, a danger to, um, to women specifically. Uh, anyway, point was, um, I, the reason I'm talking about Max Temkin is this was around the time I noticed that Max Temkin was getting a lot of um, cover um, in the industry. Like people in the industry loved him, right? They, they well, they loved his power, right? He, like right, Ka- right. Commandy was it was this was a long time ago, so it was just starting, right? So like it, it didn't it didn't have the backlash it did. It was just like oh my god, this game is so popular. This guy is so charismatic and he's so awesome. And if um, and it was one of those things where, um, if for for the few who saw what this person was, if you spoke out against him, very powerful people in the industry would be like, "No, no, you don't do that. You don't." In fact, like, like right, right, uh, like you're blacklisted. You're not going to conventions anymore, right? Uh, you're not speaking at our, at, our, at our dev events and stuff anymore. And now I'm being careful because a lot of these people work in this industry today, uh, and. Uh, they know who they are. If, if you're listening, you know who you are. I won't name you, but you know who you are. Um, the uh, So this person that I'm talking about, this other person, was kind of one of those people, right? Not abusive, not not like, not like not socially bad, but oh my God, toxically bad, right? And I was like, this person is going to ruin everybody they ever work with. And I'm ethically bound to call a bunch of publishers and say, don't you ever work with this person, right? Um, um, never do uh now the reason i'm saying that is because i'm like now i'm in a position where there's a person out there uh i know there's going to be more right that i'm like well i either say nothing and become part of the problem uh or just live in an industry where people like that get 
uh, or, or, or live in work industry that supports people like that. Right. Um, right. Uh, uh, that was that was a pretty down moment. Now I made peace with that, right? By just basically going like, ah, screw it. I'm actually gonna, I'm actually gonna do the 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 the, the almost toxically positive thing. I'm just gonna be successful and lift others up around them and blah blah blah. And it, it, like, I, I'm I'm exact. I'm I'm making saying that in a certain way, but I actually mean every word of that, right? Like, um, that that person actually inspired me to be even more. Um, to be even more, uh, uh, against people like that, maybe. No, I want to say I want to say fearless, but that's just such a it's just that's such a brag. I don't mean that that way, but to be more, to be to not give as much of to be not give as much of a hoot about your own reputation and about in particular matters, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's two angles where that is. There's the social space, but there's also the business space, right? Um, there are people in this industry that are charlatans. They will take advantage of you. They will exploit you. Um, mm-hmm. uh, they, they, they have lawsuits against them. Uh, and yet they still keep finding work. Right. Um, now, uh, the, the thing I can say is there are whisper networks in the industry, right? Um, if you're a bad, if you're a bad guy, right. Designers talk, you'll know who they are. I mean, right, in fact, right. there are probably a number of designers who are like, oh, I know exactly who Eric's talking about, right? I'm not going to ever name this person because there's not there's not just one person. There's lots of them. Um, but the um, anyway, the point was that was an existential moment for me, right? I'm like, I, I, I'm either going to like, I'm either going to prop up this really toxic industry or I can help make this industry lift the rest, lift as, use as much of my power to lift the industry around them. And it right, turns right. out there are way more people like me then there are like him. So it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's not fine. It's not fine. But, yeah. It's, right, it's, right, yeah. But. The, the, the problem in those cases is that the, the one against the 10, that one sometimes feels like there's a hundred. Mm-hmm. Well, right. Well, yeah. right. Well, it, right. So the, it's systemic is the problem, right? Like Max Temkin was a bad actor, but Max Temkin wasn't the problem, right? His enablers and the support system around him right. is the problem, Right. So um, anyway, it doesn't matter. Luckily for you builders, it's going to be a lot better than it was for us because there are a lot more outspoken people using using their clout and their um, and their power against uh, to to make the industry a little better. It's not perfect. It's not even close. But um, and and that, I know you're not going to say it, but I'm going to say, it, and you're one of those people, and we thank you Eric, for for being like agreed. That. But thank you. Thank you. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> Okay, well, so now it's time for to pitch a game. Let's do it. Sanctimonious <laughs> hour over. Let's make a game. <laughs> okay, so, what you got? What's your title, Jason? Okay, so this title is inspired by a television show I've been watching a lot lately. I'm not going to tell you anything about the show um, because I don't want to give you any ideas, Eric. But if you've seen the show, sure. uh, know that I'm not if trying I've to steer in that direction. It's sure. Just, if, I, uh, if I've seen it, do you want a mulligan? Like, no, no, I, I haven't seen the show. No, I think it's fine. So, um, okay. uh, cause it's a phrase, the phrase or the title is by any means, by any means. Okay. Good yep. show though. People should check it out. <laughs> and the mechanism is, uh, your hands are components. You gotta love Julio giving yes. mechanisms. Your hands. Yes. Okay. 
so the title is by any means and your hands are components yes um okay um so um whoo there's uh i just i just whiffed through a bunch of really gross games so let's cut those <laughs> um uh whoo okay um so this is obviously a game um so here's an interesting thing, right? Um, I, I'm, I, I know I, I'm probably cheating a little bit here because I, I, I hate pitching in the, in the abstract. I'm going to ask you for some context. What kind of publisher are you? Who am I pitching to? Not mass market. <laughs> oh, my God. About, yep, yep. So we're talking about, you know, medium-sized publisher, maybe a, a 3,000 to 5,000 print run. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Audience, okay. you know, definitely, you know, you can, you can definitely go kids, teens, adults, maybe families for sure. 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 Your hands are components. <laughs> love it. Sorry for making I it easy. It. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay. So uh, I'm going to, I want to rule out a couple of things. Um, um it's 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 telling and gross that that the first ca- the first ca- the first two games I cut in my head the first two consoles I cut were like oh my god that uh, no consent um, <laughs> so okay all right so 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 okay so it's uh, what it is uh, here, here's just off the cuff right so um, it's a um, so, oh, here we go. Oh, wow. Okay. This is a game about, this is a game, it's a game about hostage negotiation. Um, and um, it's a it's a one versus mini game, I think. Right? Okay. Um, nah, it's a team game. Nah, it's a team game. Um, and um, yeah, yeah, of course it is. So, so, uh, right. So it's, so it's an interpretive, it's an interpretive code game. Right, uh, a, a variant of Morse code. So, what you uh, you have one team has the hostage, and the other team has to get the hostage out alive. Uh, you want to do it ideally. You want to do it by negotiation. You win big. That team wins big. If nobody dies, they win okay. If the host if the hostage gets out, they lose. If the hostage dies, um, the other team wins if they get uh, uh, if they get as much money as possible. Right. Okay. So your hands are components. So so um, the best part about this. Oh, and of course, it's hostage negotiation in space. So nobody can talk. That's why you got to use your hands. The entire thing is in code, uh, right? <laughs> hostage negotiation in space. Twist. Um, <laughs> twist. In space, no one can hear you negotiate. That's right. Um, and so at um, at that point, at uh, at that point, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hand wave a little bit here because. Um, so it's as you pitch, notice, no I, don't, I don't, I don't love, I don't love taking games off the shelf and like my least favorite type of game is like, it's like this with a twist. So this is total gossamer. So I have no idea if this game is actually going to work. Um, but maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll publish this afterward. So I figure it's like, essentially what it is. It's a game. It's, it's so, um, because it's a game that's in space, the only way you can uh, communicate with each other is with, uh, is by looking at signs. Um, obviously the, 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 key to the game is that you need to, you need to create a communication language that your team understands and they don't, and it has to of course be emergent. Right. So, um, 
so maybe this game will suffer the Hanabi problem of, of shared communication over time, but whatever, who cares? You only play this game a couple of times. Um, um, I'm, I'm a great salesman, right? Like, ah, oh, maybe this game sucks. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, here we go. Okay. Uh, um, hostage negotiator in space. Uh, it's a team game. It, uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. It's called. Oh, yeah. It has to be called by any means. Cool. It's by any means. It's called by any means, but it's actually. So it's actually. It's, a, it's, it's an astronaut, right? It's an astronaut with another one holding a finger gun to his head. <laughs> right and 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 other negotiate uh, and other in, in like these ridiculous cop costumes right like like making signs right um anyway um so oh and of course secret victory condition um the 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 uh the the hostage the hostage taker actually has a series of uh buttons on their uh, on their uh on their suit right that if pressed in the right sequence, can actually eject them and kill them, right? So that what the, so what so you as the um, as the cops are actually trying to uh, figure out what those but well, uh, figure out what the buttons are. Tell the hostage what the buttons are in a way that the the hostage the hostage taker doesn't know you're telling him because of course the hostage taker can just kill them anytime and lose. Okay, but not die. All right, so it's a game of win, lose, or die. And how do you take money with it's, your hands? It's probably, it's probably, to be honest, this is probably more of an indie style narrative role playing game than it is like a yeah. board game, right? Um, I totally. feel like this is a game you, you're playing out of a book. Um, uh, and and this will betray my how, how far behind I am in indie role playing games. Uh, my my last indie. My last indie role playing game I spent a lot of time with was um, was my life with Master, uh, so that's way back, right? Um, I've heard of others, but you all have made so many innovations since then. Um, but anyway, it's old By school. Your other people, because I don't. <laughs> well, Jason has. I'm sure you've got. Uh, I've worked on the yeah. edge of them. I work with some people who are really good at that stuff. So yes, 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 yes. yes. Well, yes, I, fact, I know one of your co-designers. Yeah. You is, know is, one is, of them, yes. Great. Is, is amazing. Well, Banana Chan, we can call. We can yeah, call yeah, her. no, awesome. yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, she's, well, I'm gonna say, she's Eric, amazing. Yes. Um, it was it was a hard pitch, and I think you. I'll, I'll give you a, a five out of ten. You, you were oh, right. In the ouch. <laughs> well, ouch. sure, because it wasn't. I, I would give it a four out of ten. It wasn't really a game. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like it's a concept, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. I wouldn't no, have concept, done any better. But I, but probably. I can't. Yeah, no, no. So I, I'll tell you why you gave it too high a score, right? Why this, <laughs> why this pitch sucked, right? Um, the, it sucked because a really good pitch, right, uh, imprints a game onto the onto the audience's head, right? I don't think you could picture like, well, the, your first question is, well, how do I actually play this? Right? My answer, I don't know. It just sounds cool. Um, <laughs> My mistake was not trying to go off this, like not go off the shelf and try to pick something a little bit less like, like <laughs> weird and off the cuff. Um, like oh. I could have just said sushi go with a dexterity element, right? <laughs> like it's, it's sushi go, but you have to draft only with your hands as chopsticks. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And, 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 and that's not the most innovative blistering, but blisteringly innovative thing you've ever heard, but it's more, but it's better than what I just said. It, right. I, you could say I, it was out of this world. 
<laughs> I super enjoy I super enjoy the the weird things that come out the weird ideas that come out of these though. So yeah. So to yeah. me that was that's exactly what we want with something like that, you know, is you take ridiculous things and put them together and end up with a pitch. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was a bad pitch though. <laughs> It was entertaining. No like, which is what I, actually, I actually hate it more the more I think about it, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. All right, so, so one of the reasons, so, I, so Julio said, like, so Julio, I want to be uh, um, totally transparent. Julio said, like, think of a game to pitch before this. I'm like, no way. I want to be put on the spot. Um, yeah. And and one of the reasons I want to be put on the spot um, was because I'm not great at, I'm not great at improv, like instant improv pitches. I'm, unless it's like, uh, unless you're like, like, you know, pitch me a better, like pitch me a better seven wonders. Right. I'm like, Oh, all right. Sure. Right. Um, right. I, I can throw we a notice, there. Eric. We are, we notice and, and you still do. Okay. No worries. But, but, but I wonder, but I, I, but I think what I hoping a takeaway is here, right. Is that like experience is not necessarily just going to make you like magical. Right. Like this, the, the ability to um, there's a very, very specific skill set to uh to improv like this um which mm-hmm. i'm not great at right mm-hmm. i'm not great at um uh if um uh which is fine right some people are um the situation here i think would have been if 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 i was pitching a game, if you asked julio and i to pitch a game together right in this exact situation i think it'll probably be better because i'm really good at riffing off of another designer in the moment right right in that particular yeah case. yeah if it's yes. my own game i'm like ah oh, give me a second <laughs> right right yeah but i gotta yeah, say I... even with this at the end you still taught us something eric there you yes go. it's true it's true sure <laughs> <laughs> oh so what you got all right Jason? well hey this has been this has been a lot of fun, and uh, thank you for Eric for hanging out with us for so long. Um, longest podcast oh we've had in a while, so yeah, you're, yeah. You're this, listeners, no, oh hey, they, I, I'm confident they were into it, so it's all good. Um, first super savage episode we've had in quite a while, uh, but that is awesome, and uh, I really enjoyed the topic, and I learned a lot. I'm sure that the builders learned a lot. Um, Same here. They, you know, always looking for for different takes on things and you have a lot of experience. And so it was great to hear your thoughts on everything. Thank you so much. Thanks for, thanks for, thanks for providing me a great forum. Yeah. Happy to. So builders, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. I hope you enjoyed the show as much as we enjoyed making it. Um, If you want to get in touch with us, you can of course go to buildinggamepodcast.com. You can find us. You can also email us to buildinggamepodcast at gmail.com. At our website, though, you can find out our Discord channel, which is a fun place to join. Come hang out with us. Please do that. Uh, Also, the best place, of course, to find us is always the Twitter. Um, The podcast is at PodcastBTG. I am at J.A. Slingerland. Julio is at... um, Sorry. Julio is at... I was going to say it. Is at Hunasaru. Uh, And then finally, uh, Eric is at Eric underscore Lang. You can follow us all on on Facebook. Follow us all on Twitter and find us there. Uh, Thanks again for listening and come back next time. Until then, good night. Buenas noches. Gute Nacht. Ciao. Building the game with Jason and friends. With Jason and friends. Building the game. Building the game with Jason and friends. With Jason and friends. Dial 770-TEL-BTG. Please don't use the email.